there is something inherently hopeful in unlikely friendships, I think. It speaks to our ability to surprise and connect, and how, in all the ways that matter, we are not really that different. Emily Spur. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee S's. Welcome to Pillar 2 of Storytelling. This month, we are talking about characters. We have spoken quite a bit on designing that main character. We had a whole season about that a couple years back. I think it was also in May. We've also discussed the villain quite a bit and various ways that you can create and craft your villain to be a good counterpoint to your hero. This month, we are talking about the rest of the cast, all of the different characters that make your world feel interesting and complex and give you a lot of different voices to talk about all of the stuff that we talked about last month. There are few instances where you will only have the villain and a hero in a story. Those are very niche kind of stories to write. Most of the time, you're going to have a cast. It can be a small cast of somewhat main characters, those secondary characters. You can have a decent-sized tertiary character list. But to make your world and make this pillar of your storytelling of characters feel real and complete, you need to also focus on your secondary characters. One of your most important characters is the one that we're going to talk about today, and that is the ever-loved sidekick character. The character that is always there and trusted to help and support and sometimes do what the hero can't. The go-to example for a lot of sidekick characters can be found in a lot of the superhero stories. Where they're literally called sidekicks. A character like Robin to Batman or even Sancho Panza to Don Quixote. You also have Felicity in Arrow. And in the TV show Psych, Gus, he exists to complement the hero who is doing all of the crazy antics that we enjoy. So what is the sidekick? Let's first get into the common tropes that go along with this particular type of character. They're often seen as the best friend. This is very common in chick flicks, where your best friend is the sidekick that's always there to build them back up and support them and say, yes, go after that hot guy, whatever. In your superhero genres, your sidekick is often a student of the hero. In the case of Alloy of Law, it starts off as a fan of the hero who ends up ascending to sidekick status. That can sometimes be called the ascended fangirl. That's Marisy coming to be a sidekick to Wax. In the case of Don Quixote and Sancho Panza, there's the battle butler, the person who is hired to tag along and help out. So there's a financial servitude exchange there. You can have a sidekick turns villain where that sidekick is actually the one manipulating the events. This is called the chess master sidekick. One of the most common ones that you'll find is the confidant and conscience. So the character who is there so that the hero can offload their emotional burden onto them. They can help speak to encouraging them to do what's right, push them and motivate them forward. Another way a sidekick can motivate them, and this is going to hurt a lot of people, but it's the dead sidekick. Sidekicks don't have to live. 
they can die, and that is the motivation for the hero to keep moving and fight further. Another common trope for this sidekick is the character who is capable but doesn't have the superpower abilities that your hero does, so they can't do as much, but they're more capable than everyone else, so they're kind of somewhere in between, therefore they're the sidekick. That one's called the Muggle Best Friend. I really enjoy this particular one, and that's the sidekick who mocks the hero despite being deeply loyal to them. You see this a lot with Yaskir and Geralt in the Witcher series. If you want more of these examples of tropes for sidekicks, you can head to TV Tropes. They have a lot of different roles that a sidekick can play within their role as the sidekick. Now let's get into the common traits of characters that make them quintessentially sidekicks. One of the things to consider for writing your sidekick is that the sidekick often lives fairly close to where the hero lives, so that if something strikes, they can both be right there and go together. Oftentimes, the sidekick is also there to serve as the moral compass for the hero, or the moral deviation. There is usually a distinct difference in the morality between those two characters. If the sidekick character is the chaos one that likes to go steal things, the main character is there to reel him back in and make sure that his habits don't cause problems. On the flip side, you can have the hero that always pushes the boundaries of what is right in the pursuit of saving people and ends up killing people, but you have that sidekick who steps in and says, no, this isn't who we are. So one of the things to consider as you are writing your sidekick is to decide if they participate in the conflict or not. Sometimes they are the secret ingredient that swings in at the last minute and we think they're useless the entire time, but then... Or sometimes these characters are there just to provide support outside of the trials. They are there for the confidence boost and the bardic inspiration, basically. Whatever it is, if they're participating or not, there has to be a reason why they aren't the hero. This concept that the hero should be the hero and the sidekick shouldn't compete with that, they should highlight that. Sidekicks, because of their relationship to the hero, often have a very unique insight that other people don't. They see or know the hero's secret. They can help translate for people around them. They can help, in some cases, be that apology, saying, sorry, he's like this. Be that insight into the hero character that other people don't get to have, because the hero, out of necessity needs to be separate. And especially in older literature, the sidekick is the one who passes the hero's story along. If the hero tells their own story, then they start to look vain, but the story should still be told. The sidekick is often the one to do that. Sometimes you will also have a side character who will graduate and become a hero of their own story. This is something important to keep in mind, that every character is a hero in their own story. So if you want to have a continuation of the world, a continuation of the characters, but that main plot line is done, your sidekicks are a good place to look for a continuation 
because now they can level up. They can be the hero that they got to support and then they can get their own sidekick. And it's just this ever-evolving pace of heroes and sidekicks that you see in a lot of superhero stories. Now, there are a handful of tropes in the sidekick world that I would suggest you avoid. There are very, very specific circumstances in which these can be used well, but for the most part, these are used poorly. The first one, I don't like the reckless sidekick, the character who is constantly getting into danger and needing rescue. This feels way too much to me like the damsel in distress, where their whole purpose is to get into trouble so that they can be rescued. One of the first characters that comes to mind for this is Jar Jar Binks. Another one we see fairly frequently is the satellite character who defines their entire personality by the hero. So Ron, if he had been taken very differently, could have been the I'm Harry's best friend jazz hands, so you should pay attention to me because I am Harry's best friend. I also caution against having the undying loyalty, the yes man of sidekicks, the one that never contradicts the hero, that is always just there to say, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am, because that lends itself a lot more to villainy and never having somebody to counter when the hero goes too far or suggest something that isn't right. You start to create a villain plotline. So if you want to use this one, make sure it is a hero turned villain arc that you're using this sidekick character for. It's definitely an unhealthy basis for a relationship. The last one just annoys me because it's sexist, <laughs> is the Girl Friday. So the character who is a sidekick and only because she's female, she's way more competent than your hero. She's doing all of these different things and the hero gets all of the credit for the work that she's doing. Even though you're highlighting the female, you're belittling all of her extra effort. Now, as you are building your cast of characters, you do need to take into consideration the purpose of the roles, the purpose of each one of these characters that they have. For the sidekick character, their main purpose is to highlight the hero. This is often called the foil to the hero, which is a term taken from when jewelers would put foil behind the gems to make them reflect and shine a lot better. That is what your sidekick characters are for your hero. They are there to show your hero's actions in a much better light, to provide that better illumination and highlight what the hero is doing. One example of this that I always turn to is when Ron goes, why can't it be follow the butterflies? They're about to go into a very terrifying situation, and Harry's like, okay, let's do this. Ron is the sane one going, this is terrifying. And the fact that he says that makes Harry look brave. If he didn't, they would all look insane. The other purpose that sidekicks will have is to compensate for the hero. That is either doing what the hero can't or giving the hero the reality check that they need to make sure that they stay humble and stay a hero instead of turning into a villain. There are so many ways to play this sidekick, and I think that is why it's one of my favorites out there. But there are ways to play it wrong, so look at your sidekick and make sure that they are making your story better. And then when you write it, write selfishly. 
If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 